0: Welcome uh, Shubham uh, in my, this little home where I interview a couple of really interesting people, one at a time. Uh, For anybody who doesn't know Shubham, Shubham Jhawar, he is an IIM graduate. He helped Naika transform into a billion dollar enterprise. And he brought an entrepreneurial mindset to government school children in Delhi, before starting his uh, leadership consultancy or coaching that he's doing right now. And I was just reading it out from a text he sent me because I wanted uh, to introduce him in his own words. So first of all, thank you so much for coming.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: Uh, Okay, before we move forward, uh, there's just a little disclaimer for anybody who's watching or listening this. I'm going to put out, Timestamps in this video, so you know you can skip up a part or you can skip back to something that you really like. So just feel comfortable in it. <laughs> Here's the thing: uh, Shubham was like other previous uh, people I have uh, interviewed. Shubham was also super nervous that he hasn't done it previously. <laughs> and guess what? I am like only ten interviews old so far. <laughs> <laughs> And I know that because I've been in touch with you for some time now, I know that you talk a lot about courage and self doubt. How do you gather courage to do something that you haven't done before?
1: Yeah. So, like, let me tell you two, three counterintuitive things. So, to me, courage is far better if you have people who are courageous in your surroundings.
2: Mm. Courage
1: a lot of time doesn't come from within you but it comes from having other people close to you and you seeing them and how they are doing it. So uh, and the second side of the courage comes a lot from like how many of us have uh, I have won this, a folder like that or like successes behind me. Very few us record, very few us record everything which has gone really well in our life. So to me, like I have now, I have too many lists like that, but one list where I am proud of this, I am, I have achieved this, I have won this, I have inspired somebody, I have moved somebody. A list like that should be at your hand when you're trying, I mean, when you're trying something big. Because a lot of times you will think that it's a big step, but if you go back, maybe you've already done something like that. So I relate this to a Hanuman story. Hanuman in his childhood has already tried eating the sun, <laughs> which is big enough. <laughs> but, but I mean, people say there was a curse he had and he forgot all of that. Yeah. Or somehow he forgot all of that. And we, uh, to me, I feel every one of us feel or forget what we've done. So if you had maybe uh, in your childhood helped somebody in your school, you know, get passing grade to me. That's a thing that you've done as in that's inspiring to me. So uh, recording smallest of these things and the biggest of these things is a very important idea. And then another, I mean, another counterintuitive thing I want to throw is how many no's have you collected? Like a lot of us are scared from no's, but there's a quote which I love, which says that you can have anything in this world if you are ready to have a thousand no's, anything. And a thousand nose is a big one. Most people start with the three nose and then they're like, no. <laughs> and maybe a five no. Uh, yeah. Usually take lesser than a thousand nose. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you stretch it till that, you can maybe build a Taj Mahal also. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and that reminds yeah. me, you know, when I started as a life coach. So,
0: like uh, almost a year ago, more than a year ago. Mm. Uh, when I started, Pitching people that, you know what, this is my price. This is my price. Uh, so initially the price was, I, I guess, uh, 20, like 5,000 for two sessions, 5,000 Indian rupees. So, you know, approximately like $40, $50, dollars, 50 $60. Dollars. And I was like, I, it seems a little pricey, but let me have at least 50 no, you know, 50 rejections before, you know, like I change it again. So uh, again, I do this with my clients as well. I ask them, you know what? Let's have 50 rejections first. And then maybe you decide to change it back. It's okay to change it back, Uh, but at least have it, you know, good enough kind of experiment. And on 15th rejection or, you know, 15th proposal, somebody said yes. I was like super happy. I was not expecting it. (laughs) I was expecting to get another 35 rejections.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was prepared for 15 years. (laughs) I got so much better. Very interesting.
0: (laughs) And uh, specifically to point out this idea, you know, to have a, uh, you know, documentation of all the successes that we have.
1: Yeah, yeah. Testimonials, anything anybody has written you on your last day of school. To me, that's also a thing you should keep.
0: (laughs) Keep it handy. Totally. And so I'll I'll tell you what happened. Uh, And this is, you know, like, again, such a coincidence or such a great timing to discuss. So three days ago, I guess two days ago, uh, I went on a prospect call. So before enrolling anyone in my coaching session, I, you know, like, obviously have a call with them to see if, you know, we're a good fit. if I'm the person to help them or if I should rather refer them to somebody else. And that person had probably had a shitty day. (laughs) So what happened? After getting coaching from me for one full hour, in the end, when I was, you know, kind of summarizing it, she mentioned a lot of negative things about me, like what a shitty person I am, or I shouldn't be a coach and stuff like that. And obviously, that didn't, you know, show up during the one hour conversation, it showed up in, you know, when I was summarizing it. And I knew like, it doesn't have anything to do with me, It's just that the other person is not having a good enough day. But what impacted me was she touched the wrong nerve and I curled up in my bed. I was like, you know, she said right things. And, you know, like I was also doubtful of those things. And so what I did, I knew, you know, obviously it's going to be temporary, but still I didn't want to sit with that feeling. I was like, I don't deserve it. You know, I didn't do anything wrong. So I went up to my Instagram and I have a healthy community there and I put up a story and I asked, have I... Uh, impacted your life positively in any way if yes how Mm. and then I slept I slept early and I woke up to so many heartwarming messages like you know how and I didn't even some like two or three of them I didn't even recognize you know that they will be recognizing my name if I ask them this and that Mm. day I got this idea like why not I print out these messages And, you know, like create a folder out of them. Wow. Yeah. Good idea. I'm probably going to do it in the next week or so. But I really like this idea. And so, you know, that brings me back to the question. One thing you mentioned that it's really, really important to have people around you who are courageous enough to do something. Right? You get kind of a little peer pressure in the positive direction.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So think it this way, like in uh, Three Idiots, Rancho was somebody courageous enough around Farhan and Raju. Mm -hmm. Like he was trying a lot of new things. And that's how they were also able to try something new. I mean, going into photography or something like that is new, right? So to me, it's a live example. (laughs) Yeah. And in my own life, I think, uh, like, like, before some period, I was surrounded with a lot of peers who were very similar to me. But slowly, I began to you know connect with a lot of other people who were just trying a lot of things. And they're like, even if you fail, so, okay, this is another thing I want to maybe talk about a little bit more about is, it's like the universe has brought you here, and you're still not dead. I mean, this maybe be yeah. <laughs> odd. So that yeah. means universe wants you to live, and it's, it's going to support you. A lot of us have so the self doubt also screams from saying the universe is not going to help me in my dream yeah yeah it it's it, it's a it's a it's a distrust we built in universe saying uh, it will not give us what we want but in in that has been my state for a long period of time till somebody really pointed it out saying trust the universe i mean i yeah. was complaining to him saying i do not have this i do not have a, maybe a good relationship i do not have a uh, uh, stable, I mean, income coming in as of now, or things like that. A lot of things. I was like complaining full on, dash 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 dash. Yeah. <laughs> and and then and then he, what he does is he stops me and he says, Shubham, trust the universe. And he has experienced that, so he knows what it means. And that moment, I I, I somehow something hit me, and that has stayed with me for long. So yeah, so to me, this trust the universe is a very important part too, in, in anything yeah. as a thing you do in life. So,
0: so if yeah. you're not
1: dead, that means universe is trying to do something good for you.
0: <laughs> I, I
1: totally agree to this point. You know, uh,
0: having feeling or uh, you know, like having faith that somebody has your back. Uh, yeah. So I'll tell you my little uh, story around it. So when I went through my phase of depression and anxiety, like depression was a phase, anxiety is still there. Anxiety was not a phase. Anyway, so when I went through those times, when I started going through those times, you know, they pushed me to doubt all the things that I had faith in. And one of them was religion. So for like one or two years, I was, totally atheist person like nothing is good and you know like probably a nihilistic kind of a person but anyway uh, then something changed I followed you know I started following philosophies creativity and then this one TED talk by Elizabeth Gilbert really just, just I just needed one TED talk and it totally shifted my belief I was like yeah mm-hmm. there must be a better higher power and even if there is not, even if, you know, I'm just taking a placebo, I'd still be happy with it. It, It's far better to, you know, believe that there is somebody else rather than taking the whole responsibility. And the more I explore that part, the more, you know, I explore spirituality, the more I see that everything depends on this part that, you know what, do what you want to do and just trust that somebody else is, you know, like taking care of it. It, It's, not like the destiny is pre-written it's that you are coactively writing it in the in this very moment
1: true, true.
0: and thank you for saying that courage also needs a little faith that you know what things are going to get be you, things are going to be fine even if it doesn't seem that way right now yeah here's one thing that i know about uh, courage or what i have seen myself doing because I have also tried so many different things including this interview series I still don't know what I'm doing but I like what I'm doing (laughs) so so one thing I really know about courage is the more thinking you do the more you know paralyzed you will be with your thoughts Mm. and you know like just taking action really really helps Considering, you know, there's a not, there's not a lot at stake considering that, you know, like somebody's death is not at stake. If that's the case, you should probably think a lot before you like, again, uh, like if you want to be a surgeon, you should probably study a lot, but if you are going to do an interview, I don't think it has to do, you know, again, we are recording, we have an option to not put it out. Right. So it's not a lot at stake. I kind of feel that action In a lot of cases, obviously, keeping aside the exceptions, action can produce courage. A lot of people think that courage is, you know, kind of a prerequisite to take action. Like I need to have courage if I want to do something. But I probably think that, you know what, if you just close your eyes and start doing something, you'll start getting courage. What do you think think about that?
1: No, no, I agree with you so much. (laughs) <laughs> like my own coaching practice I I just I did not have the courage okay let me put it this way <laughs> but what happened is I was saying this to my friend and she's like let's do a demo conversation on the call itself saying this is the first time I'm, I've been telling a little bit a newfound friend and then she's like let's do a demo conversation and then once the conversation happened she was like you did make me do something very different or ask me a very googly question which enabled her yeah. so so I think it started there and she's also an artist so she she draws for a living so um, and, and so what I would do is I, this is the first time I'm creating a poster and I wasn't short enough to put my own poster in, in my own whatsapp status. Facebook and all <laughs> LinkedIn is too far away okay yeah <laughs> so what happens is I just shared it with her saying, do you have any feedback on this poster? Should I post it? Before I shared my poster, she shared my poster. <laughs> so, oh. so, so, so to me, um, so what you're saying, uh, my courage happened because she took some more action <laughs> on it, but, but post that I took my own action and the first action I took was very small, was putting my own WhatsApp status yeah. and, and, and seven people responded to it saying, yeah, I want, I want to do, I want to have a conversation. So I'm like, wow, <laughs> this thing is working. So I agree, like till that time also, I'm not so confident saying I can do, I mean, I am a good coach or like I can do some magic or like I can create impact. But when, once these conversations happened and they started sharing that we are doing so much better and things like that, I started having courage. I, I totally agree with it. So it's another book I read and it says that cut your goal into half. So uh, the 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 universal wisdom says set a big goal, and and yeah. and this book is called finish. It's called finish and get get the gift of done, something like that. That's the, book of the title, that's the title of the book. And I love the principle saying if you cut your goal into half, you 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 are at much ease to make it happen. Mm, so if if your goal is to just uh, maybe get five conversations going, can you do at least two today? yeah so it puts the pressure off (laughs) a lot of us have had the habit of having a lot of big goals but if the goals sit on your head then you're not moving yeah Yeah, basically they're gonna bury you inside (laughs) totally totally and
0: uh, i don't know if it's true for people or you know i'm just in my head and i'm a little egoistic in this sense but what i really believe is when you start taking action when you start building up courage in one thing obviously it's going to pass on to the next thing your courage and confidence in one thing and the more you are in flow of you know like not taking uh, like not caring about courage or confidence and stuff but just in the flow of doing things
2: mm. the
0: easier it will be for you to not again you know like uh, caring about the confidence and courage thing and I, I recognize this because I remember when I started this uh, interview series, like I guess two months ago now. Uh, mm-hmm. I was listening to this uh, podcast episode of Joe Rogan with Elon Musk. Obviously, I I don't I'm not a podcast person, but I do listen to some some you know like podcasts every once in a while. And just made me wonder like why don't I interview interesting people? It will be a really good thing. I really love having conversations. And why not I interview people? It will be a good chance to network. And again, you know, like get on sharing what I'm going to have this conversation about. And the next thing I knew, I, you know, like I texted two, three, four people that I'm going to do this. Would you like to be a, you know, would you like to be a guest on my interview series? And they said, yes. And like within a couple of days, less than a week, I recorded my first interview. And then I put it on YouTube and then it was <laughs> rolling. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I believe, you know, like, again, I don't want to think in an egoistic way, but I really believe this right. comes from a fact that I've been doing these kind of things for the last five, six years now. Mm. And I, yeah. I, you know, like if, if I go into flashbacks, I, I recognize how terrified I must have been when I, you know, like uploaded my first, uh, like post or, you know, <laughs> started my first course or uh, announced or put life coach in my, you know, username or bio or somewhere. Seriously. But uh, the, the, to connect the dots, I, I really believe when you start doing it, soon so, enough, you will be in the flow of it and you won't even recognize that, you
1: know what confidence is such a thing. No, oh, no. I think I, I totally agree with you. So I'm also learning drawing very like two, three days, last two, three days. And people have this thing about you should be able to draw the exact thing. And that's how you feel good about it. That's how you feel I'm confident I can draw. But the theory actually says that children, when they start drawing, they do not have exact figures. They just draw for drawing it. <laughs> and they just don't have fun with it or just, they just play with it. And that's how they are able to do much more. I mean, they, they leave the judgment behind and they are much more in the flow, the way you said it. Because they're yeah. just doing it. <laughs> and, and that to me is a far better theory to learn anything than, than thinking ki I need to get it perfect on the first day. And exactly. and in a way, judgment is counter to confidence. But yeah, and if, if, the, if the perfection is what you're going after, you want to include play and fun there of course <laughs> if, you, if you're going to miss that out <laughs> there is trouble <laughs> so, yeah. so that part I totally agree that when you're in flow and you you're just trying things and you're having a little more fun there you also slowly build the skill and then the confidence also comes and that makes
0: me wonder that play and fun are kind of you know prerequisite to having a flow experience
1: yeah they, they, they are an important part of that
0: like i don't believe you can be in the flow or maybe you can if you know somebody is standing on your face and you have a deadline to meet you will be in super flow <laughs> so i was <laughs> so i was listening to another you know interview by uh, a productivity coach and she mentions that the positive of procrastination is that when you actually have to do the work when there's a deadline you will be in super flow <laughs>
2: <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh,
0: coming back to this uh, point, a really big villain that comes in the story of, you know, being courageous or confident is self doubt. Yeah. When was the. So, when did you experience self doubt last time you
1: experienced it? I mean, that has been my very long story. So (laughs) the last time I think I went uh, to, to, we were having like a beach birthday and Uh nobody has thought of dancing on the beach. And I like, I thought that although it's a little hard for me, but I, I don't, like, I don't know the dance moves, man. I cannot have moves. I can freely move, <laughs> but I do not have moves. <laughs> so, so that time, I think I, there was some self-doubt, but when I said like, let's just do it. Uh, so I put my favorite song there and I did it and it happened well. But okay. so But I think that's a good example of somewhere I have also gained confidence in my own self and I enjoy myself a lot too. But let me go a little more back. Like, My story from my childhood is of self-doubt. <laughs> It it wasn't the story till my seventh eighth standard. I think uh, I would play for four hours and I would mean, get decent grades and my family was okay with it, so I managed somehow. But at eighth grade, maybe I started getting fourth rank, which was in the first, first time in the history. So pretty huge at that time. And then I got I started getting first rank also, and then slowly improved. And then I got admitted to IIM Indore and. That is where the story begins of self-doubt. So when I meet my first peer, I mean, the peers who are going to, I'm going to be there for five long years. They they knew better English. They knew better Kathak. They knew better badminton. They were so much more exposed. They traveled more. They had, uh, I mean, they know so much more about food also maybe and there are, if you if you write down this list it's gonna be huge <laughs> what your friends can do so much better than you and that really put me in back step, saying what is exactly what i can do man what i can do and i had a hard time dealing with that for long for long till at least there was one incident it was my internship where my boss just gave me a brief saying, our YouTube channel is dead. Do something about it. Basically, he just gave me that one line. Nothing else. So, no guidance, no theory, no tools, no technique, nothing. (laughs) You figure. (laughs) And that time, there was hardly SEO experts. I mean, there weren't so many. You had to learn all on your own. So, I was like, somehow, I was very convicted saying, I need to prove myself here. Do something well. Yeah. So, So, so uh so what i did was i I just took one video and i i did some 25 iterations on that video saying i will change the annotation caption description (laughs) headline (laughs) i changed everything and that video came from seventh page to second page in three days yeah and and to me that was like something and then what happened is after four or five days it actually came on top of the page of google uh-huh. So and that time my boss just Googled this the keywords we were wanting to you know rank for and it was coming on the top of the page, and he's like this is amazing, <laughs> okay, and 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 that is the I mean that is the moment somebody believes so much more in me than I ever ever did maybe. Yeah. So uh, and and that moment has always stayed with me I think um, and then. Basically then he gave me more uh, YouTube videos. I did a lot of it and we started ranking on YouTube. We were ranking for SlideShare also. So I, I was making other things happen for the company. And this was the first time they had a B2C profit, profit from their B2C vertical. Mm-hmm. So all these things combined, like my manager, my boss was like super happy with my work. And like he was proud. And like, he started with saying hai. like, why is he even here? Yeah. To a thing they I need him he, he can do good work <laughs> so Dang. so to me that story is is my Hanuman story in a way yeah Same, I did something there <laughs> and 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 then he gave me a PPO also and uh, things like that happened and, and he gave me a good recommendation letter like the best ever letter written to me <laughs> so I'm very proud of that letter. <laughs> And, and I think the confidence he showed in me, as I also say, if, if you have other people who also believe in you or, or are courageous enough, it, it just enables your self-belief too. So that was the moment things shifted for me on the self-doubt. And, mm. and yeah, I think from there I've improved. After that also I've failed quite a bit. Uh, so uh, yeah. at, at my first, at my first job, I was doing decent. Uh, I, I was doing the average, you could say, or like a little better than that. And uh, yeah, I was, I mean, I was bringing good money for Nica, That I could say. The, hmm. in the second job, what happened is again, this thing happened saying my manager was like one line brief saying we need to engage and make people achieve more than what they expect of themselves. That was the one line brief. And I had to figure, out how do you do that? And and there I had a lot of failure. So um, I think a lot of things go wrong when you enter a new territory. But now I figured the way out. So I think we think our education is over when we leave IM and North, oh, yeah. but it is not over. <laughs> it is not at all over. And there also, like I was put on a performance improvement plan. And, and it's hard. Uh, it is hard so you break you kind of break in thousand pieces is how i'll describe it like you break into thousand pieces then slowly you gather them up yeah so uh, you know uh, interestingly i was also thinking about the same thing today like uh,
0: i never thought that i will be investing so much in education when i was in college i was like you know like i'll start working and that will be it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now i see i never studied like this you know uh, when i actually started studying like i've been a mm. high achiever since my childhood so my self-doubt or kind of story has been like uh, i was showered with so much love and affection since the very childhood mm. that you know like i always wanted to work more in order to impress others Others as in, you know, my parents, my relatives and stuff like that. Obviously, because if they're giving me so much, the best I can do is come first in my class. So, (laughs) I was a kind of an overachiever for, you know, during my whole school time. Uh, I was like really active in my science competitions and cultural participations and speaking competitions and sports. Obviously, academics included because in India, you are not a good student. If you are not doing well in academics <laughs> but okay. that kind of makes me wonder that you know like uh, i never like had a big problem with self doubt personally speaking because you know like mm-hmm. I, was, I always had so much attention that you know sure. since the very beginning since i could remember i was always overperforming myself
1: mm-hmm. and but, yeah yeah so, to me, I think the sellout also comes up when you're shifting from one identity to a very different identity. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think till college, if your identity was similar, maybe you were doing okay. But share any other incidences where you were like leaping frog and yeah. doing something very different or being a very different person.
0: So, it happened, you know, when I went through depression and I realized, you know, this whole identity is not me. It's just the uh,
1: byproduct
0: of all the love that I have received and you know it—it it just uh, it's not who it's not me that's what I felt that you know the last 18-19 years that I have spent So when I was 18-19-20 uh, it, it's not me I wouldn't do this thing mm. if, if given a choice I wouldn't participate in this NGO I wouldn't uh, you know like this thing or stuff like that and I guess so maybe why I'm not recognizing self-doubt Separately, is because I started doubting everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, like. That's it, a very it's...
1: different <laughs>
0: So, yeah. obviously, there was self doubt. Like, you know what? Uh, like, why am I even doing this? Like, why do I want to do this? Or why do I not want to do this? Or,
2: yeah. you know, let's
0: say, uh, why do I want to have a romantic relation? Like, when I was 19 or 20, like, why? So, there was a big self doubt. Like, more than doubt, it was questioning myself, right? So maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm not able to figure it out separately because there was like totally 100% doubt in my life. I was doubting, okay, you should respect your elders, but why? Okay, you need to, you know, like really respect and give your bus seat to a lady. Okay, but why? You need to have a separate, you know, uh, like compartment in Metro for women. Why? You know, like I started questioning mm. those things and trust me, so I, the first time I asked this question, like, why do we need to have a separate, you know, uh, compartment for women in Delhi Metro? I, I asked this for the first time in 2014, 2015, 2016. I don't remember. And mm. only when I did my first interview session with Anansha Lamyan and she talks a lot about feminism and I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm just curious. Tell me why? And she gave a really Hmm. good answer. And I got the first answer, you know, like after six years of asking this for the first time. So (laughs) let's not sidetrack. But that was the moment when I was, you know, like doubting every single thing in my life. Hmm. And then I decided that, you know what, rather than doubting things, let me be curious. Because there's a difference between doubting and being curious.
1: True, true. Yeah, there is, there is. Right. So but I, I, I do want to touch upon the answer she gave because it's it's coming <laughs> in between. And I would love to hear that answer too. Like what okay. did she say? So before you know, to get to give you a context, okay. I was
0: kind of a victim in a toxic feminist incident. Okay. Where I was being scolded just because I was a boy. Mm. So the other person who was a girl was obviously not, you know, <laughs> uh not the responsible person for this, because she's a girl, so this was you know kind of put out for mm. a really long time. I hated the concept of feminism for that reason, but then only recently I realized you know what it's because I went through one bad incident mm. and I read a lot of posts from Anangsha she's you know kind of uh, she's a really good friend and she writes a lot about feminism and she you know kind of. Mm gave me a little curiosity. So I asked her this question and she mentioned that, so she's from Assam. She was in Delhi for a few years maybe. Mm. And she said, just to save myself from potential sexual harassment, mm. I'm really grateful that I had a different compartment. Because if there was not that case, I didn't have mm. money to, you know, go via cab every day. Because I was not earning at that time and so that was that. So, you know, like, it's really great initiative by government. And I could never thought of that, you know, in that sense. that That's basically the crux of the whole answer. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. no.
0: well, what are your thoughts yeah. about it?
1: No, no. So, I, I would agree as in in a way, it's giving power to people and not making them you know I mean <laughs> I mean it's a very complicated topic to go yeah to, totally but uh, yeah yeah but to me it does make sense see if even if it's yeah. my mom uh, she would want to she would like to sit with other women it's safer they feel safer and and we have somehow created Not a safe environment, all of us are part of it, yeah. So, it is one of the measures, and yeah, I mean, just thinking my mom's example, I think that is a good measure,
0: (laughs) yeah. uh, You know, again, it's not a perfect thing to do, it has so many layers. Like, why, like, when the other eight compartments of Metro is so filled, why this one is half empty, you know, like, again, so many different layers to it. But when you look at it in this way, that you know, uh, talking about uh, Ananya, she felt really safe traveling in that metro just because she had her space. I, I feel it makes sense.
1: True, true. Yes, yes.
0: Now coming back to the topic, <laughs> how yeah, do you yeah. how do you feel? This, you know, yes yeah.
1: The curiosity and self-doubt. I think you brought a yeah. very good point there. Yeah. So and
0: uh, yeah, I, I never talked about it before to be honest because you know I like I never had a conversation about doubt or confidence and stuff because like I mentioned you know like I feel that I'm in a flow so I don't like care a lot about it I have you know created some uh, functional strategies for myself like for example doing this interview sessions why I don't feel so much uh, you know nervous or underconfident? because okay we are recording this we have a choice not to put it out that gives me a release that if something goes bad will cut it out. will delete it. <laughs> Second thing, I'm not expecting a lot. The best that I want to do is just have this conversation and put it out on YouTube, create one or two posts of, around it. And if, even if I don't get one single, you know, viewer, I'm still with okay with that fact. Because yeah. currently I'm not, you know, like making a goal that I want to have a 1 million subscriber YouTube or podcast channel. So I have created these strategies around, you know, like how do I function? So mm. for me personally, confidence or you know self-doubt and all these things are kind of you know uh, interlinked in my process so i don't have so to so. consciously think about it like a lot of yes. people who are still starting out like if i were five six years ago i was kind of thinking about how do i feel more confident so, so, so. that's one of the reason i never i don't know i never uh, had a discussion around it that there's a difference between questioning a lot of things and, you know, doubting a lot of things.
1: True, true. What are your yeah. views
0: about it? Like, courage and self-doubt?
1: Well, I think you're touching a very good point here. Like, I am, a, as a person, also I'm very also curious. So sometimes it also puts you, if you're too curious, <laughs> it puts you in a different space situation. So basically, I have done maybe 30, 40 odd personality tests. Actually, I can share your results of 5 or 10 because I've saved them now. (laughs) So that comes with the curiosity part of knowing myself so much more. And then, uh, so that I can contribute maximum in the world. So that's the place I come from. And to me, this knowing in a way also helps you. So if you're curious enough and you know these answers, you fundamentally know... What kind of a seed you are, or like what kind of a tree or personality you are, and to me, in a way, clarity—the other side of curiosity—brings some confidence too. So if you have, like, uh, say, so now you are clear, saying, "I am not doing this for this. I am not doing this for this. I am not doing this for yeah. this," and that gives you relief, right? <laughs> totally. So, so yeah. So if 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 you if you make your uh, I mean, how you function, why you function very clear, you are, you won't question so much. And then the doubt kind of moves away. Like it's, it definitely lowers down. And then even if you're going after a big goal, no, if your way is becoming clearer, like you're getting good mentorship, uh, you know, the first three next steps or like first next step, that itself is a lot of clarity. And that helps you move out of doubt. So in a way, they are linked. So, Just having the first step clarity, a good clarity, actually moves you out of it. And I don't know why, but
0: I'm getting this kind of a sense that this has a lot to do with being so you know, like being comfortable with your curiosity or you know, self doubt or whatever, Mm. uh, has a lot to do with feeling
1: okay with uncertainty. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, but like, in, like, let me flip it a little bit here. Sure, sure. Tell me some ways you make uncertainty okay for you. Uh, so, for example, uh,
0: yeah. I realized that I really love exploring new things. I'm a curious person. And that goes in, mm. you know, almost everything. Like my relations, my business, my personal life. So I gave myself permission that I'm not going to plan the next 10 years of my life today. (laughs) I am going to plan, you know, maybe next three to six months, let's say, I'm going to have a vision that where I want to go maybe one, two years from now, but I'm not going to put a goal because that could be limiting for myself in the 10 years to come. Because I'm not even sure if I would continue you know doing one-on-one coaching 10 years from now i might be doing only group coaching part or maybe just speaking or maybe just writing i don't know that yet True.
1: Okay.
0: but this uncertainty part so i gave myself permission that for the next three to six months or one year or maximum 18 months like that's how far my thinking goes so one yeah. to one and a half years I'm going to plan for that or, you know, have a little direction in that. sense. I don't plan for one year, but I have some direction in that. sense.
2: Hmm. I plan, I
0: guess, for next one, two, three months maximum. Yeah. How I about
1: think, you? I think it's also similar to me. Um, I, yeah. So now I've also found that our world is changing so much faster than we think. Everything changes in every three years. I mean, maximum you should plan is maybe three years. I I agree to that part because uh, we don't know as in how our society also will look like after three years. So like there there might be so many revolutions. I mean, we are going through a farmer's protest. There may be more protests. We don't know. And there may be very different way of living too, which we have never experienced before. I mean till this time we were doing a lot of infrastructure around maybe road cities but maybe the next set of infrastructure will be around creating different kind of communities and how they live together so i am very excited about that idea but um, so to me i i too have i mean i do have some fundamental imagination of this is how i want to create my life and i also have a lot of openness to how you create that there is a lot of flexibility on what steps you take. Yeah. There is, but so basically I know how I feel good when I'm in certain surroundings. So I want to create those kind of surroundings. I feel good when I am speaking with people who have a lot of insights or like, yeah, I mean, speaking with people who share counterintuitive things. I, I love, I love, <laughs> I mean, having those kind yeah. of conversations. Totally. So creating, creating that kind of a group is one part of my dream. So definitely, uh, I would, so to me, uncertainty and living with it is now becoming a go-only, like it's the way to be. Yeah, totally. (laughs) The other thing I would add here is like getting out of your comfort zone is getting into uncertainty. Yeah. And that's how you grow. If you, if you aren't doing things out of your comfort zone, I mean, you aren't changing any of your behaviors or some actions that you never thought you could take. So, in a way, you could lean into uncertainty. I would put it this way. <laughs> yeah,
0: so, you know, here's an interesting uh, conversation I had yesterday with one of the prospects. And so you mentioned, yeah. you know, like, we don't know where three years from now this world is going to be or stuff like that. So, uh, <laughs> I'll, I don't know if it's related or unrelated. So, I, I, I haven't seen any five or ten year old kids saying that you know what I'm going to be in marketing or (laughs) I want to be a life coach (laughs) but when I see life coaches and marketers they are probably one of the happiest people in their (laughs) profession and nobody ever dreamt of becoming one in their childhood (laughs) what you mentioned you know being really flexible about what you do and I totally like three years before I wouldn't have imagined that I'll be a life coach or I'll be a YouTuber (laughs) I wouldn't have known that interesting Interesting. point interesting
1: and because you talked about yeah yeah Mm -hmm. continue sorry i i also want to share even like one year before i also never knew i would be doing this a lot more (laughs) (laughs) so it's it's very similar like i think i took a leap of faith and i tried farming too as a thing Mm. and and then i figured I mean, to some extent, it's farming, but it's it's much more who I farm with. So if, if even if I have a good farm, but not a community, good community around me, farming won't be that as satisfying for me. I like being around nature, but there are other things to it too. So that I figured when I tried it out. So I agree. Like, <laughs> we don't know. I mean, we could do so many things if we give them a good shot. So very it's much. It's really
0: interesting that Uh, I'm hearing this point because one of my mentors mentioned that, you know, Zubanishi should try gardening. And I haven't had a chance. I had a chance. Well, that's a lie if I say I don't have a chance. But I never paid attention to it. Maybe that's what Mm. I'm going to try next. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Here's one thing that... uh, So, I was talking to founder of a new startup around you know who uh, that helps people with their mental health not mental mm-hmm. illness but mental health and there's this one uh, point that i kind of mentioned in the conversation and i realized that we don't talk about it enough and that you know inherently a lot of people don't give permission to themselves about feeling good like just feeling good in life mm. or uh, feeling joy having an experience of joy like uh, somewhere deep down I'm not talking like 100% of the people but most of the people like we somehow mm. think you know what I deserve fear I deserve suffering and yeah so before moving forward and connecting you to Buddhism but first tell me what do you think about this
1: no, no. So to me, I I put it this way that maybe they aren't okay with suffering, but sometimes they believe there is no better way to be. Yeah. There's some sort of block there to imagine a better way of being or maybe experiencing yeah. that. So to me, I think it's also about how connected you are to yourself. Yeah. So if... if so, uh, I mean... Okay, let me give it this way. Uh, so at some point, I was also not even aware of how my body feels about different kind of food I eat. Mm. And what impact do they have on me? And that was because like, I never you know, sat in a good place, ate for, I mean, chewing my food for a lot amount of time, experiencing it slowly. And then really taking it in, saying it's going to bring me amazing energy. And that to me is also meditation, but, uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't even connected to my food and how I feel about my food. And sometimes you're also not even connected about how do I feel within my organization and how do I make, how do I feel, yeah. uh, like, am I in a tense state? Am I anxious? Am I joyful? We don't, I mean, I think in the, in the hustle and bustle, we just leave our own side of this whole thing. Mm, yeah, I mean, we leave ourselves. I mean, I would put it this way that we leave our soul and we go towards. I mean, I mean, we do a lot of work, so we're using a lot of hands, but maybe not leaving the soul. Maybe sometimes. So, yeah, yeah. to me, this disconnect is 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 definitely one thing I believe, which leads to the suffering part. If you don't even, if you're not even aware, sometimes you are suffering, but you are not even aware. You are, and yeah
0: interestingly so yesterday i wrote this one part in you know i started uh, recently writing about uh, praying and journaling hmm. and i mentioned in my journal that i felt disconnected today with you know my uh, higher power or whatever you call it
1: hmm. and then i went
0: into introspection that what did i do today that made me feel disconnected and that was i probably was the whole cricket match for such a long time and I was totally you know like with my screen or playing some game on my phone or you know using social media scrolling through LinkedIn or Instagram and Mm. gave me kind so I wrote it in a conclusion that uh, being indulged in screens for a long time or what I wrote exact words taking pauses help taking pauses help me reconnect or mm. taking pauses help me stay connected and i believe that comes with you know in uh, alignment with what you were mentioning that we are kind of in an autopilot mode like the pilot has okay. left and he has left the plane on <laughs> autopilot and it's it, you know just revolving around the world and there's no <laughs> landing now so, uh, to counter this, I discussed this with uh, Harshita Sharma. She's a uh, she's a dentist and vocal, quite a vocal about quite vocal about her mental health concerns. Mm-hmm. And I talked to her that this one activity, and I was not aware about it. So I had this discussion with a Buddhist monk like seven, eight, nine months ago, and he mm-hmm. asked. He recommended me this one habit that the should start daily reflection before sleeping. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself. Uh, how was your day? What went well? What didn't go well? And what would you change yeah. tomorrow? And I've been doing it every single day for the last eight, nine months since I met him.
1: Oh, that's amazing. And it yeah. totally
0: changed me. Like totally, completely changed me. I grew. Yeah. I connected with myself. I saw myself.
1: Seriously. And the growth has been
0: exponential. Because we, so a lot of people have this habit of doing weekly reflections specifically for the business, you know, but asking yourself every day that, you know, how did I behave today? And uh, what should I, you know, how should I have behaved differently? So to give you an example, I guess one month into this practice. So I moved back to my home and I, so three days in, uh, in a row consecutively, I wrote I didn't behave well with my sister. I didn't behave well with my sister. I didn't behave well with my sister. Oh. Guess what happened fourth day? It changed. So it was, yeah. so, you know, the first point is getting aware after doing the action. And the second step happens that you become aware before doing the action. Mm. Anyway, I yeah. might want to talk a lot about <laughs> my behavior. Tell me your no, thoughts no, I around think,
1: it. I think you, I, I mean, I also recommend the practice. I mean, reflection in a way helps you connect with yourself. Yeah. And if you have these important questions written where you write about yourself every single day, you are more aware of your own emotions, your own health, your own relationships. I also, I mean, I used to also do this. I have now some more ways to do it. Um, but I, will, I would also come up with a lot of good prompts to write these reflections and one of the prompts is like the world is bringing me abundance through. So with that prompt, I have to fill in the blank and I have to write, like, how is the world supporting me in what I'm doing? So in a way I'm shifting my mind to not questioning if the world supports me. I'm just like looking for how it's supporting me. Yeah. And then another prompt I would also have is this brought me joy and and I, I recommend that as a prompt like you we should know what brings us joy a lot of times we don't know so yeah interesting interesting so like it can be uh, it can be a vanilla ice cream with chocolate syrup it can be that but writing it down every day helps you you know collect them together and whenever there is a situation when you need more of that make it happen and then um, Super interesting. Other, there are other prompts. I mean, these prompts are pretty useful. I mean, you can play with this and you, uh, you can also create your own. So one other prompt was, was like, did I do something for my family today? And that also, uh, these, these things are coming from the kind of behavior I want to build in. So that's totally. how I built them. Yeah. So I totally agree. Like we do need some activities in our day, which helps us connect. ourselves so even though this reflection is one of the activities some people do yoga that also if you do it with breathing you do connect with yourself i do believe that because i've been practicing it for some time and i really see change in myself say when i exercise i feel lighter and that is a very profound feeling i've found and if, if i wasn't aware i wasn't questioning myself like how do i feel after my exercise this wouldn't have come but I was like, I want to know how does it feel when I exercise? <laughs> that totally makes sense. You know, uh, I really loved this idea of
0: creating a list of all the things that create joy for you. Yeah. Just wondering what would I put in that list? I would put gym workouts. I really enjoy, you know, when I'm working <laughs> out in gym.
2: <laughs> yeah. I
0: also really enjoy when I don't have to explain what veganism is or, you know, like, why you should not put any dairy in my food. (laughs) So, what I really enjoy is when I'm going out and, you know, like, when I order in a restaurant and I have a couple of options to eat there.
1: (laughs) Being a vegan. (laughs) No,
0: no, I I get that. (laughs) That would mean, you know, creating a list of things that I could usually go and eat out. For example idli dosa is one of them uh you know like mm. these, these kind of stuff who are equally you know like that are healthy as well as you know vegan mm. anyway <laughs> good point thank you for bringing it up mm. here's something uh, so i know that uh, we have discussed this in our private conversations that uh, you and i both kind of started in the same time you know our coaching practices obviously we have like day and night kind of differences in our coaching practices you have different kind of people you serve i have different kind of people i serve mm-hmm. but uh, so i wanted to talk a little about how do we uh, you know i see a lot of people who want to explore this field of life coaching and you are someone who started this from scratch. I am someone who started this from scratch. And maybe we, yes, this yes. conversation could help them get an idea. Specifically in India, because we go abroad globally, there are so many coaching institutes. There are so many, you know, like life coaching is not too... Like it's popular. It's popular. In yeah, India, yeah. it is not that popular. How cool. do someone become a life coach? Or how would you suggest where should they start?
1: Yeah. I think that's a very good question. I, I would maybe share my story. Um, so to me, like I, I have been somebody who people comment to be somebody who asks a lot of questions. Okay. In my own, uh, like in my last organizations, people know that if nobody has a question, Shubham has a question. <laughs> so that is an indicator saying you're very curious. And, and to me, coaching is in a way leadership and learning. Uh, so if you ask good questions to people, they come at good realizations and they take bigger steps or like different steps, which which will enable them only. So to me, it's, it's quite connected to you being very hungry for learning and also giving back to people. And it's also very connected to uh, I mean, to some extent, being quite hopeful and positive. So, I mean, these are some traits I love. I mean, I would anyway want to be with these kind of people, right? So that's another thing you want to look for is like if you have these traits, people want to be with you and people want more experience of how you make it happen. So yeah. maybe that is something I wanted to add. So basically, my journey started with, you know, we had a retreat, uh, Udhyam Learning Foundation I worked for, and there there were two coaches, Kristi uh, and Rachna and they were bringing about a lot of our unconscious conscious They they're making our unconscious conscious and and that as an exercise was beautiful for me i mean to me it was transformational Uh, like one of the activities was to draw yourself in your area of work just take a white blank sheet of paper and just draw yourself in an area of work and and without any question take the sheet of paper and ask any new person what do they feel and what do they think about this picture it's a very different Mm. i mean exercise they did with us i love this exercise and it brings out how do they feel in their work how do they take Mm. action how do they work in their i mean in their in their work Uh, so to me it started there so i was inspired by them and i visited them saying i also want to work with you and do more things like this they suggested me some institutes saying you can do some certification here and there. I did contact them. And then, um, somehow to some, some extent I was convinced, but to some extent I wasn't convinced of going hmm. through a full certification. Um, so I didn't do, do the certification, but I, in a way, my story started with saying, I know, so I have read a couple of books on coaching and, uh, co-active coaching, hmm. prosperous coach, uh, why the fuck are you a coach? There are many books like that. I and mean, they're beautiful. Um, and, and then then there is, there is a YouTube channel I, I learned a lot from, which is Ever Coached. And mm-hmm. I watch a lot of Rich Litwin's videos. I mean, I think I learned a lot from him. And I, I have done a lot of this informal work, you could say. I mean, I did not do a course, but I was gathering my own knowledge, skills through these things. Rich also has a list of 121 questions saying you can ask anybody. and yeah. they, they go somewhat deeper. So uh, this much happened. And then I actually, before I got actually certified or a full, I mean, you could say I did a full course, I began my practice. And to me, this is a good exercise because some of these, uh, uh, I mean, courses cost you more than 1.5 lakhs or 1 lakh. Yeah. So, and sometimes... You may think that even if I spend this much money, will I ever do full-time coaching or will I ever do coaching post-this? Mm-hmm. So that's a big question I also had. And in a way, that stopped me. But when I started it saying with my own friends. So to me, that's a beautiful start. You just introduce, tell your friends, saying I do something like this. And in my own life story, I have dealt with this issue a lot. And I want to help these kind of people. Mm-hmm. so if, if that is the way that your friends also understand who are the people who you can support and want to support and they can refer you and help you so with me I started with the whatsapp status and other friends spread it out uh, and then I would have seven people I, I did sessions with and then I would ask each person saying if you liked whatever we did and if you find it was useful uh, if you found it was useful then you can recommend me one more person who would find it useful Mm-hmm. so they would recommend me one more person so this is some way I built slowly slowly then I realized mm-hmm. Rich is somebody who I anyway want to learn and maybe someday be coached also so his course was there and I did his course and uh, then it actually what Rich did in his course is far more you go really deep into you okay. <laughs> it, it was far more self-awareness for me okay. uh, and, and he says a coach who hasn't gone deep enough in himself cannot take other clients deep enough. Mm. So if if in a way if you are going deep enough in you, and you're bringing far more insights pearls about yourself, that mm. means you know you're you're getting ready for the thing you can also do for other people.
0: Yeah, so, totally. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. So uh, here's how I started. So
0: I've been yeah. writing online since 2015. Now, and I yeah. started. So I, writing online means I when I started writing in itself, and I first wrote a lot about food because that's kind of my love
2: since
0: I was born, and <laughs> uh, then I started writing about a girl who was my crush, and I rather write about her than go and ask her out.
1: Tell her. <laughs> <laughs> and.
0: you know i was writing on quora about it quora.com it's a question on the website and my answers went a little viral and they gave me you know kind of more validation and motivation that you know you should write more and then i went through my depression and anxiety yeah and i took therapy and then i realized you know what i want to write and talk more about self-help kind of thing let's say you know like mental health or all that kind of things and even till date, my core area is around mental health and emotions and all that stuff. So what happened? Uh, in 2019 September, I was fired from my job for not coming on a Sunday. Really great story. Uh, Someday later, I tell about it. And <laughs> and what did I do? I you know, uh, I decided that I'll take a couple of days off and i needed some break because it was kind of a shocker and i decided that before going for another corporate job let me ask myself what do i really want to try i wanted to try teaching or training i never done it i never i i never you know like stood up in my class and said i wanted to i wanted to be a teacher one day i never did that but it was kind of just you know like got me curious that what would happen if i try teaching or training or something so i have a background in disc marketing. Even in my corporate jobs, I was a disc marketer or copywriter or social media or whatever. So I tried f- for a couple of institutes. I was in Chandigarh uh, at that time. I tried for a couple of institutes as a disc marketing trainer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Unfortunately and fortunately, there was no vacancy.
2: Okay.
0: And I needed money, so I decided to join another corporate job, obviously. Yeah. So I asked myself, how about I create an online course? You know, like I already had a, I already had an audience because I was writing online for such a long time, like across Facebook, Quora, Instagram, all that stuff. But then I asked myself, do I really want to teach just marketing? Or what's something that I would want to teach? Because it doesn't have to give me money now. It's just something that I would want to do.
2: Mm. And then I
0: realized that I would want to talk about mindset, emotions, mental health. So I created a course, okay. Rediscover Yourself. It was a five-day email-based course. And within oh, three months, I got like 1,500 students in it. It was like totally free, free of course. But that gave me some kind of validation that, you know what, I could do this. I, I could, you know, uh, write about life and habits and mindset and emotions. So, and yeah. then I landed on one of the videos of win, like three months after I created my course and I realized, oh my goodness, like you can talk about, you know, like you can talk to one-on-one people and you know, okay, oh, this is what life coaching is all about. I didn't know that. And then yeah. I explored more like what is life coaching? And then I read the Prosperous Coach book. Then I, within next, I guess, 15 days, I put a, so you remember I had 1500 people in my email list because of the course. Then I sent out an mm-hmm. email that, you know what, I I am training to be a life coach, or I want to be a life coach, and I'm ready to have conversations with you one at a time. If you yeah. would like to have a conversation with me, just fill this form, and there it all started. <laughs> and I started having conversation, and I started learning more. And obviously, I look at I looked at you know all the certifications, and it was not in my budget. Like I didn't have one thousand dollars back then to invest in any of the coaching programs. but What I had with me was superpower of Google and YouTube. And <laughs> that's how I built my digital marketing career. It's really fascinating. I, I have a five-year background in digital marketing. I don't have a single certification related to marketing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I said... <laughs> it's all based
0: I, on the results, right? Seriously. And it went on. I built my coaching business. I quit my full-time job. I have been doing this for eight, nine months now. And then I guess uh, like three, four months ago, six months ago, I did a certification. It was a two month certification. It was kind of affordable for me. And I really wanted to learn more about habits because I've always been curious about habits. So I became a certified habit coach. And it was just, you know, one of the tools that I now use. Anybody who comes to me and asks me, you know, like, uh, how do I become a life coach? The first thing I tell them is have a conversation with a life coach. Yeah. You'll experience what life coaching is. Yeah. Secondly, watch Rich Twins videos. (laughs) That person has some magic that will impress you. (laughs) And then read, you know, the prosperous coach and just start coaching people. Start having, you know, one conversation at a time. Like, don't go and advise people that, you know what, quit your job and do money. Do not do that. But just start having conversations with people. See if you have certain perspectives that others don't. Like, for example, with me, because of my curiosity, because, you know, like I've been using gratitude as one of my values for a really long time.
1: In Mm. any
0: deepest, darkest of situations, I can give you one point to be thankful about. (laughs)
1: True. So <laughs> that that is, that's I, a magic bullet you have <laughs> that
0: you know also, okay, as you mentioned that was kind of self-realization I had that no matter yeah. how bad and terrible things you have have a conversation with me and I could give you like 0.1% hope True.
1: so uh, the, this is you
0: know like how I would suggest someone to go and explore life coaching things I agree did I, have I idea? also, yeah,
1: yeah. You No, know, but I also, in a way, what you didn't say, what I picked up was like, you should just start helping people in whatever you are passionate about. Yeah. yeah. So, in a way, what you did was just writing on Quora, and you were, in a way, maybe helping people or connecting with people with that and, and writing more about it. So, it starts with that too. So, if you have certain knowledge base, Start sharing it. I mean, in a way, value addition is how in a way, it starts.
0: And one thing I realized, I never realized it before starting live coaching was how meaningful can a conversation become? And Ma- a, conversation hey. doesn't have, a conversation doesn't have to be a Zoom call. It doesn't have to be a phone call. Here's a yeah. practice that I've been doing. So no matter if you are my client or you are just in my network, I would usually drop a message like one or two times a day to one or two people randomly. Sometimes to my close mm-hmm. friends, sometimes to people who inquired with me, but you know, like it was not the right time to work together, or to my previous employees, just asking what's up these days, yeah. or yeah. You, you know, like just just being in contact with people, one person at a time.
1: And, and, and the genuine genuine curiosity of just like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the like, new project uh, you're doing?
0: Not here to make a sales. Uh, not here to, you know, like, let's go coaching. Nothing like that. Just, you know, like too. being interested that, okay, how are you doing in your life? You mentioned last time that you were looking for a job. Do you have any luck? So uh, another part would be, I recently came across this uh, really great article. And maybe you would yeah, like yeah. to read it. And it's not even by me but just by somebody else true, and true. it creates so much wonder I have seen so many great results from these kind of
1: conversations see you are adding value every single day <laughs> that is how man
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly so you know like again not even adding value but maybe just being there and asking how you are doing because a lot of time yeah. a lot of people don't have someone asking them that
1: true that is also very true
0: especially in this uh premium corona times <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us have felt lonely that wouldn't have otherwise been felt
1: true true and and maybe i'll go a little far just by saying sure. this but let me just say that a lot of us haven't created deep friendships true and and meaningful friendships um, like now, I am very fortunate that I do have created them but if I also look back there were friendships where I did not feel I created it well or like invested enough in so that's another thing yeah I agree it also leads to loneliness so in a way if you are converse I mean if you have having good conversations with people it also helps you build friendships and those are priceless. Like, even if you become your client or don't become your client, if you make great friends, it, it's just beautiful. You have a new home in another city, man. What else? <laughs> totally. And, and, you know, just to mention whoever is watching and
0: listening to this, you don't have to be an extrovert to make conversations. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really, really feel that I need my own space. I'm So when I did my, you know, this 16 personality test, I came out to be 55% introvert. That means I'm, you know, like I really love being extrovert and all that stuff, but 55% of the times I would need my space. I would want you to go out and leave me alone. But then again, having one conversation at a time, when you are ready, like not again all the time, but once a day, twice a day, but making efforts you know, just again, one at a time, could really create wonders, even if you are not aspiring to be a coach or something, even if you just want to have a corporate job and live your life with your family happily enough, still having one conversation at a time can be super amazing
1: for your future. True, true. On that note, I just want to say one more thing. For me, one of the conversations I had, the smallest of conversations I would say is from the colleague, uh, from a colleague uh, where I worked. I mean, and basically I asked her, what is the biggest thing you've asked of somebody else? It's just one question. Mm. And to me, it is a very powerful question because I know she doesn't ask a lot of people. I mean, she would rather do it by herself or not take Mm. help or uh, go a little more saying, I can ask for these kind of things. She would not ask. But when I asked her this question, the next day she went and she asked <laughs> and then she got a no that is that is a uh, that is a different, a different thing <laughs> yeah but she got clarity a lot of big clarity she asked somebody something big and and that gave her a lot of clarity to me this is the the miniest version of a coaching conversation <laughs> and you you yeah. are you're having a lot of these kind of conversations with people if you keep uh, conversing with people and if you keep asking very curiously and if you know some of their traits and if you can push them slightly in a different angle you are in a way progressing on that route totally and
0: just to summarize you know the whole conversation around if you want to be a coach how do you go about it start watching a lot of educational content on YouTube and Google about what is life coaching, how to be a life coach and start having conversations. That's pretty much, you know, everything that you need to do for the first one or two months, I guess. True, true. And certifications may come later, your pricing, your packages, all those things come later. But if you want to start, this is where you need to start. And expecting money to be a really good part in the first six months when you're starting to be a life coach i don't think that's
1: a realistic goal to have no, no i would i would push it to maybe a two three years also <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> so here's what i told i recently
0: had this conversation with a coach yeah that you know yeah, uh, yeah. not a coach but a per- person who wanted to be a coach i told him that within the first three months you will have first transaction in your bank account yep. but don't expect it to be a full-time
1: income in the six months <laughs> True, true, true. No, I actually know some people who have had their first. Uh, I mean, income in the ne- in the eleventh month. Okay. So, so, I would say any business. It's a little bit of business wisdom too. It requires yeah. thousand days of, you know. I mean, it's like growing a tree. Also, a tree grows in three years or four years. So the first okay. three four years, don't expect it to give you insane number of fruits. It won't. It's growing. Yeah exactly so so that i mean i would i would push the number to be that you can be coaching part time too with your job and and your third year could be the first year when you drop off so that's another way to look at it
0: but Mm. growing
1: it slowly and steadily is a good idea very much totally uh and one more thing i wanted to add is like a lot of life coaching is also about learning newer things you should not only learn yeah. about life. If you're learning a lot about mental health, you are going to be somebody who's going to helping other people in mental health. So pick your other areas of interest too. And usually they, they are your mediums in supporting other people. Uh, so I, I also did a course around uh, medicine wheel, which is a very unique thing. It's a Native American uh, philosophy or a way of being where it's a very different thing I did. I mean, I was interested in it because it's a self-healing tool. I've never found a self-healing tool. So doing very different courses also helps you in becoming a coach. Or like yeah. coaching niche also might change in future. So I okay. would like to also, also keep learning. And that is one thing which will remain constant in your, in your whole coaching career. <laughs> Wherever you go, even, I mean, if you talk about Rich, he does maybe tens or I mean, many courses in a year. So that journey also never stops for a course.
0: Yeah, you need to be curious about learning new stuff. Yeah. Here's an interesting topic that I, uh, so when I asked you what are the topics that we could talk about, so you mentioned flirting. And I'm really interested in this because I have done a bit of my research in it. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: what uh, you have a, you have done a course kind of a thing in this? You could call it a course. Tell it's an online, online uh, self paced kind of a thing. Okay. But uh, it did help me a lot. So, that really happened. Though. <laughs> okay. I did maybe half of it only. Uh, but I was like, it did give me results. Uh-huh. So, and yeah. So,
0: if we talk about that, tell me, what did you learn?
1: Yeah, yeah. So to me, this thing is also a little bit connected to self-doubt, I'll tell you. <laughs> and yeah. confidence. Okay. Um, so, so, okay. I mean, I mean in, you, in YouTube, a lot of people call, I mean, good-looking girls, senoritas and all. <laughs> I'm taking that as a thing. Within your own, uh, I mean, peer group and all, you may also have a crush on somebody. And she's good-looking and She's smart and she is independent. Whatever you want and other things you are attracted to. A lot of times we stop thinking, how will she accept us? Like it's around the self-doubt and confidence thing too. And I have had a doubt for long. Uh, I had a crush. I never had the courage to maybe propose her. But okay, so this is something is the backdrop. What this course does is, is to, okay, so this is another big thing the course helped me do is to be far more playful mm. and not be serious. So even if she yeah. says no to you, no? When... so the co- in the course, what they talk about is if, even if she says no to you, be in a fun way, reply, that's okay. <laughs> if you can get into that state, that means you are secure in who you are. Yeah. And, and, and girls are attracted to people who are secure and who are confident. In, in one word, that is much. Like, you may not I, have... I guess that,
0: that yeah. is like a gender-free concept. Like, you would want to be with someone who's like totally confident and be okay with themselves.
1: True, true. That is true. Yeah, that is true as well. That is true as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, if they, they are having fun on their own, you know their company will be fun. So, yeah. so be that person who is having a lot of fun on their own you don't need a girl to have I mean you are anyways having fun so you don't need her specifically and and you should be a little more playful so a lot of us actually because of some upbringing have forgotten to you know I mean play with words with girls and and and, and yeah play otherwise too I mean doing pranks how many of us have done so many of them no, yeah. I I haven't. <laughs> Maybe you have. <laughs> so, and that is a that's a lot of thing we miss out on. Uh, it you miss out on having fun with them, and they miss out on having fun with you. So it's a it's a mutual loss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is a lot of what that things talk about, and the other stories also around being more casual. And uh, so okay, so one of the other tips. She gives us, like, do not talk about work in the beginning. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> that topic is usually, I mean, most of us have certain issues there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so do not talk about work. Talk about maybe what uh, interests her, what, what are her favorite food, what are her favorite movies, what does a perfect date look like? to me those three questions are beautiful and they help you know the person so much more than the work she does. Yeah that's the, these are the kind of same questions that uh, like I usually ask
0: the so I call them potential partners so yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like what are the five things you love most in this work? And yeah. another, uh, like uh, and another one would be I don't know what what else is here. I don't remember. So this is one of them. Yeah. So another part, is, another question that I usually ask everybody is if tomorrow is the day that you're going to die and you can do anything oh. that you want to do
1: today, what would you do? <laughs> that, that is a, that's a, that's a more than five star question. <laughs> <laughs> so the, these actually, you know, these kind of questions really help. And, yeah. and, and
0: learning some knock-knock jokes, some flirty knock-knock jokes. I really sucked mm. on big time on that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so how, how did this, uh, you know, like using these tips changed your personality plus your conversation or the result of sure, that sure. you mentioned? How, how did it feel? Yeah, yeah.
1: So um, I think the first thing she also asked is about, can you assume attraction? So in your head, assume attraction, <laughs> be it anybody who is the hottest girl, uh, or anybody who has, you have a big crush on, can you assume attraction? If you can start with that state of being, then it's a, it's a smooth ride. Then you're not nervous around her. Then you're not fidgety around her. Then you're not. Then you're not serious around her saying, what what should I say that she's impressed? Hmm. Let's just say she's already impressed. (laughs) Then what will you do with her? (laughs) So that brings a lot of change in how you do things. For me, I would, I would, I mean, tease them a lot more. Like I would, uh, I would pull their leg a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Normally, you you play the good guy. What do you call? I mean, the yeah. the good guy, <laughs> the nice guy. <laughs> that works till some extent, but women want some mm-hmm. more playful side where you're pulling their leg, you're competing with them, and yeah, actually, women like competition a lot. If you can ask them for a challenge, they might be the first one who sign up for it. So. So, uh, so before this, I might not be challenging them or like uh, asking them to do even more things than they're doing, things like that. But now I'm very open to that. Like I like, I'm like, tell me something more you can do. <laughs> like start with that kind of a thing. Yeah. So I, that assume attraction thing helps, and yeah, the questions help too. So, so what questions in a way? Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Continue. Go ahead. Continue. Go ahead. No, no. So, to me, um, in a way, you're bringing... Uh, so, these three questions are like... It's, it's in the videos also uh, of the person I follow. Um, basically, what's your favorite food? That's the first question. It's a very simple and nice one. Favorite snack. Then the second one is favorite movie or a book. So, you're increasing the intensity of knowing that person. And the third question you ask is, what does a perfect date look like for you? Mm-hmm. And... and and you're slowly increasing the intensity of knowing them. And then once they say this is the perfect date, you actually invite them. Say, let's make this happen. So you're doing lesser work here than you would do in proposing this is where we should go and all. Now you're proposing it from yeah. their angle. And they're more likely to maybe say yes. Interesting. So you talked a lot about, you know, uh,
0: the mindset behind creating up like you know, flirting, like for example. Assume attraction yeah. is a really, <laughs> a really interesting concept. I, I researched a lot on, you know, so there's one book by Robert Green, God of Seduction. It's like a really big mm-hmm. book. Yeah. I tried reading it full. I like kind of dozed off after the first 10, 15%. Then mm-hmm. I read the summary of it. <laughs> and yeah. that was the starting point. Then I learned and studied more about flirting and not seduction per se, but flirting. And mm-hmm. there are a lot, so this is a really great TED talk. I don't remember the, doc. you know, the person who gave it, she's a doctor PhD. And she mm-hmm. mentions a couple of strategies. Like one of them is be, uh, a- add humor in your conversation. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves to laugh. <laughs> so yeah, add humor. <laughs> Second one is uh, touching a little bit of, mm. you know, like shoulder. So what usually happens is the person would feel a little more closure, you know, closure. not closure, but closer to you. Uh, and, you know, there are spots that you can touch, like a little uh, below the neck, I guess, uh, here on the back of your arm. And then there is proximity. So if you are on a date and you are sitting really far away, versus you are on a date yeah, and yeah. you are sitting a little closer. And sure. eye contact is an important part. What else was there? So uh, a couple of more things around them. Yeah. And what I found was like, if you can become a nerd, <laughs> if you can study a little more about, you know, like if obviously if you are not getting result, if you are not, uh, finding new people or engage. So I actually, I don't know if you read about it, but I uh, recently wrote about, you know, the dating funnel. So I'm a marketer, I always oh. look for funnels.
1: <laughs> well, that is a <laughs> very good mixture you've done. <laughs> dating and marketing.
0: So, you know, on the top of the funnel, there's this awareness page, like where would you find your target potential partners? A lot of people who are in colleges. So college time is the best time to find a potential partner because there are so many people around you, <laughs> and you know all of you are exploring. But your top of the funnel, you know, where you find new people could be Tinder, could be Shadi.com, could be your parents. So see where you can find more people or how you can find more people. Second part of the
1: funnel is the yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll add one. So. To me, the way you go about the funnel thing should be like, go and do what you do do anyways. Go and do your interest areas. If you play a lot of badminton, that should be where you spend a lot of time. I mean, if you find more matches in a badminton court, nothing like it. You anyways have a common interest. This goes down the road
0: when you are an introvert. I'll tell you that. like You would want to spend time in your bed and you (laughs) cannot find another (laughs) person. But I totally get your point. There there would be some activities
1: you would enjoy, right? There would be some activities. For example,
0: if you really like reading fiction, join Facebook group for other book
1: Or a book club also, if there is.
0: Book club, yeah. So, totally agree with what you mentioned that, you know, understand what your interests are. And maybe try finding people around that. And, you know, the middle of the funnel is the engagement part. So, you have a lot of potential partners around you for example you are encouraged but Correct. you're not able to have a conversation with them you're not able to engage with them they find you boring that means you need to work mm. on the second part of your you know funnel that you need to improve your flirting skills your asking out skills your conversation skills True. and then there, the third point comes in you know the conversion part where you become committed or, you know, like go out on a date or set rules for your relationship or whatever that means for you. And if you are being constantly friend-zoned in all the, you know, from all the potential partners, that means you have a problem with the third stage that you're not able to convert your (laughs) customer. And that would mean, you know, like working out on how do I make it clear from the very start that I have a romantic interest in you. You know, kind of that Mm. thing and a lot true. of people are stuck somewhere in these three parts a Very lot of true. people have you know potential partners around them but they are not able to have a conversation a lot of people have a lot of conversations with female counterparts or you know their potential partners and they're not able to get into a relationship
1: true.
0: and then there are so many people who can come into a relationship but they are going into wrong relationship so they need to look at where you know where Did I give them wrong information that I'm only here for hookups or I'm only here for commitments or stuff like that.
1: Hmm. Does dating funnel really (laughs) help? Yeah. No, no. I would want you to elaborate a little bit on the people. The question is pretty relevant, which is they are getting friend zoned again and again, and they are not able to convert. Tell me a little more about your wisdom on that side.
0: So, so by convert, I mean, you know, like getting into a relationship or making rules yeah. about relationship, right? True. So
1: if you're getting
0: again and again, friend zone, that means one of the few things is going to happen or is happening. One of them is you are picking the wrong person to involve, you know, to be involved with. For example, if mm-hmm. that person was really heartbroken and so, okay, a little disclaimer that we are going to talk about a lot about boys and girls or, you know, stuff like that, because it's, better to not like be super specific or stuff like that. Otherwise, it's it's like for LGBTQ people or stuff like that, these things are going to hold almost the same. <laughs> even if you, you know, like even if you're a gay, lesbian or whatever. The point being, if you're being really, you know, if you're again and again getting friends, no, one of them is, one of the reasons could be uh, the other person was not this ready or you are getting engaged with the kind of people who are single but who are not available again and again. Hmm. So maybe you need to work on the people in the engagement zone. Second reason could be that maybe you are not being clear enough that you have a romantic interest in them. So even if hmm. you are being really good friend with them and they are available and single, they might, you know, like be in a relationship with somebody else. Yeah. So being being really clear would be another part. What else there could be? Third could be you know like being uh, clear from the very start that you know what I have enough friends, <laughs> or you know like maybe not saying that, but uh,
1: this is what I'm looking dropping for. some hints. Yeah, dropping
0: you know like regular things yeah. that this is what I am looking for or this is what I expect from you. And I hmm. believe these are the major reasons. About somebody getting friend over and over again. I've been there for a long time. And another part would be you not being able to move on.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's that, that, that is a that big one too.
0: For me. You know, like that person already told you that you know what, you are only going to be this much in my life where you get by maximum, you will be a friend. And she's yeah. already in a relationship, but you are that hopeless. Lizard attached to that other person that you are not, you know, kind of letting it go. That could be just another point. I was there.
1: Too much hope, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, a lot of us don't talk about it. In a way, there is a word for it. It's called some disease or something like that. There's a word for it. Being over the, attached uh, to a atta- person. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so even if she says no, you keep. Going back, you keep going back. Yeah. Yeah. So these are probably so you know like I put mm-hmm. this, this
0: way maybe create a diagram around it. But so far I've put down their text only post on LinkedIn. That this kind of a yeah. creating a funnel would really help you figure out like where am I stuck in my life? You know like why I'm not getting what I want to get in my relationship? Am I stuck true, at true. not finding new people? Am I stuck at not Engaging those people, am I stuck at, you know, like not converting them or being friend zone or whatever your situation is? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, is I really think that, Yeah, you're pictorically representing your life, relationship life in a way. <laughs> That's a good way only. So on similar note, uh, I also read that it's somewhere in book of Amazon said Jeff Bezos has a pipeline. Similar concept of people he was dating and you ha- you should have a pipeline of dating if you are if you are wanting oh. to be in a relationship <laughs>
0: totally. I so you agree know
1: with... yeah a, a lot of
0: time that only happens that we attract wrong people and you know the issue is not the last stage where we are not able to convert but the issue is is the first stage where we you know like originally attracted wrong person and how do you attract any person is uh, by yeah. being you who you are So if you are portraying a different personality of yours, for example, if uh, I am an introvert and I love spending time alone, I want my Mm. alone time. But for some reason, I found a girl in a public speaking event. Yeah. And she's a totally super extrovert. (laughs) And we (laughs) started hanging out. We started dating. And we spent like two, three months. And, you know, we still... I started thinking that maybe it's the time, you know, for get something serious and become exclusive and stuff like that. And mm. she tells me that it's time to break up <laughs> or she's going to friend zone me. It's probably because I've, you know, the issue is at the first stage that I attracted the wrong person.
1: Mm. Maybe. True, true. <laughs> so, to to some extent, I'll add to the you also attract at the vibration you are at. Totally. Totally. So if you are yourself in a way, I would call the situation to be you wanting it more than her little bit. And aspiration. Maybe towards a needy side, yeah. yeah. And and that state usually brings wrong people, also. Totally so wrong people. I have this theory. I have this theory saying if you can be single for your whole life and you will still be happy, then you're ready for relationship. Because then what you bring to relationship is some more energy, some more joy. And it it only goes above. I mean, it only goes, it gets better only with that. That
0: totally makes sense that uh, what you mentioned about, you know, uh, how we attract people that are on same vibes. When you are messy, you are going to attract
1: messy people. Yeah. That's totally true. I mean, my own journey, I had a lot of neediness, which I realized. And that actually stopped me and I would keep going behind one girl only. And it kept happening, kept happening for so long years. And, and I've proposed multiple times, but nothing happened. And I, now I realize it was much more because there were other girls who were interested in me. Now they know, Now they tell me. But they also <laughs> tell me saying you were only behind her. So what could we do? <laughs> so see, you miss out on a lot of other people if you are that way. And if you're too needy and you think only she, you can get her only. yeah, That also happens. So and that is a stigma you have put on your head. Totally. And you know, there's a
0: little like, what's the word? A little improvement that I did in my vocabulary was I stopped calling my previous relationships as failures or failed relationships. Yeah. For so it, it may maybe comes just for my sake because you know I have put a lot of shame and guilt on myself that I have tried multiple relationships mm. and nothing worked so far. Uh, and when I started looking them as you know what. It was not a failed relationship because I know a lot about myself now, what I don't yeah. want. <laughs> so, you know, like maybe, and, and that happened. So uh, I had a few, uh, you know, hookups and my next sentence. and What happened was I put a lot of shame and guilt on myself around it. That you know what? I did such a horrible thing. And then I, again went through a phase of questioning everything that why do I feel that this is a shameful activity and then I got this validation from this this, uh, Nicole Dr. Nicole she is the holistic psychologist I guess on Instagram she she shares such an amazing insightful thing about relations and human behavior and she mentions Mm. in one of her posts that uh, relationship types we need to normalize One of them was uh, being in flow experience. And I've talked about it, I guess, last one or two interviews as well. That when you're exploring new relationships without commitment, Mm. and that gave me so much relief that, you know what, it was just self guilt that I was putting on myself. And what would happen if I'd be just curious and explore more relations without committing at
1: first? Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, I, it, it, it. there are a lot of women also I meet and talk, which have the same thing, uh, which you are experiencing. They put a guilt on, if I said no, it will harm him, harm mm. I mean, so many things like that. Uh, so I, I totally agree that exploration phase and giving yourself that freedom is very important. And, and to me, what you're saying is also a learning curve. I mean, nobody was built <laughs> with the learning saying, this is the one I'm going to meet or this is the one it's going to be. <laughs> you learn when you meet more. And, totally and, and there's sense. one theory which says that, so, I mean, this is a game I can also play with you. So if you have, a, if you have maybe you can date 30 odd people. And when you date each one, uh, they drop off. So, if you say yes to them f- for a commitment, they drop off. How many people would you want to date between 0 to 30? <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> Whatever your guess is,
1: give the guess. You give
0: me a little uh, elaboration on the question. I, I think I didn't get the question.
1: So, the question here is, um, you're entering the dating world. And you will be dating 30 odd women. And with each woman, uh, if you don't say a yes, it's a no. So it drops off. So you can't date her again. So basically it means if you choose the fifth woman, you're not going to see the other 25. Okay. And if you choose the 30th person, you're not going to see the 29th other one. You have to choose the 30th one. Got it. So if if you play that game, how many do you Hmm. want roughly dates? That's super interesting.
0: With the kind of experience I already have. (laughs) I would say I don't know, maybe
1: two or three or four. I don't know. Maybe Okay. Possible, possible. So okay, now I'm adding some more match and probability here. And that is the Let, let's let's worst. go with
0: let's go with three. You know, I called two, three, four,
1: let's go with three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the probability here is uh, the question where I learned this from is if you choose the in the first five, you may not even know something better is possible for you. Mm. You may not experience something even better than that. And if you choose the bottom five, the 17th one was the one you may want to to choose, hmm. or wanted to be more partners with. <laughs> so, I mean, the 30 is the number I took. That number can be 10 for you also. Yeah. But they say the average should be something good enough so that you have experienced different styles and being and different people. Yeah. And, and, but... it, it, and these two, three can be exploration. These, these two, three need not be fully, fully committed relationships, but good amount of exploration. And then uh, if I am the person, if I have to get the number, my number would
0: be higher. <laughs> but it also makes be... me question because, you know, uh, I have already uh, had a really good amount of experience of what's not going to work. I, I guess that will be another factor that come into account
1: of, you know, like this whole equation say, uh, what is the thing? I mean, you all have already had some relationship in the past. Yeah, you know, I have had
0: some
1: experience. Correct, correct. So, in a way, you are, I mean, this game may not work for you. This game is far more for the entering person.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I understand. So, uh, some person who maybe, you know, like, uh, again, who has only had one or less than one experience, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you've had maybe 2-3 experiences kind of have some more figure of uh, the mm-hmm. kind of person you want to look for. But um, in general, I would say at least dating 5 different kind of people is a yeah. very good idea. Because you know very different styles and very different beings and you may enjoy something else than what you thought. Makes sense. And here's a good question because you do leadership
0: coaching, right? Have you coached a client on improving their flirting skills to improve their communication in
1: corporate? <laughs> That's a good question. No, no. Till now this hasn't happened. Because but I really have this they, idea. They are connected. They are connected.
0: Obviously they're connected. So <laughs> I have really this idea that I want to explore and you know maybe this is my chance to explore it in public and <laughs> maybe document this you know, experiment. I want to talk a lot more about flirting. Because I believe it's going to help with confidence and communication exponentially. I see the difference in myself when I knew flirting versus when I didn't know flirting. Obviously, it's not like 100% of times it works and stuff like that. It's obviously not that. But just that Hmm. you are a different person when you know how to flirt Hmm. or when you so for me, for a really long time I already had a flirting tone in my conversation but I never accepted it as a good thing that's another part that you know you would want to accept that it's okay to flirt, it's okay to be playful Yeah, Yeah. it just makes me wonder uh, it could be a really good addition in anybody's leadership qualities
1: hmm so to me the flirting thing is also around getting attention and yes. Yes. and building building the relationship and and those are traits you would also want to acquire like uh, maybe attention is a smaller trait but slowly it builds still relationship so, so definitely...
0: Here's a definition of uh, seduction that Robert Green gives in you know his book. I yeah. have read this book like maybe two years ago, so I don't know the exact wording of the definition. But he mentioned that seduction is not only what happens in bed, but in life, seduction means influencing someone to do what you want them to do. <laughs> oh, he's
2: killed it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that could mean you know like. Uh, Enrolling in your course. That could mean uh, taking a salary cut in your organization. (laughs) That could also mean, you know, like uh, trying a different project in your company. Mm. And that's why he mentioned, you know, seduction is not only for romantic relations, but seduction is Mm. for every relation that includes business relations and any kind of interpersonal relations. Yeah. what
1: do you think about it no no so I agree as in um, the, the influence side is pretty useful some people can confuse this influence side saying why are, you, why are you being so selfish but what I want to put here is this influence and seduction is pretty I mean it's going to benefit you and at the end if you benefit everybody also benefits so if you are the most happy person in your workplace, think about five other people you, who will be happy seeing you happy. Mm. So I am a little bit promoting you to be happy in your workplace. Right? You be happy. <laughs> do some more things if it's there to make yourself happy. And it, it's not around harming the other person and getting the influence but it's it's much more enabling yourself to do more in your workplace and hence you're being more happy. So uh, that part I. See, but I do agree that uh, influence in this flirting things like the smallest of things we do so uh, when we go on a lunch date okay with somebody so this is a hack somebody else told me saying can you order one more dessert order one more dessert an extra dessert and you get to spend 20 more minutes with them and that helps you build more relationship with them <laughs> so so these things are useful
0: interesting
1: yeah, super I d- interesting yeah, whenever you're going with somebody, order one more that.
0: <laughs> so, you know, in, in that book, the Art of Seduction, he mentions a couple of things, like one of them being yeah. be playful, that we discuss, you know. Uh, second part yeah. is don't reveal everything at first. Hmm. That's super helpful. Keep a little suspense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and another part would be what else was there? Care about their likes and dislikes that we discussed. Mm. If you want to influence someone, you should know what they like or what are their desires. And body language Ooh. is another part. And then there is one part that be super confident in who you are. Mm-hmm. Be really okay with who you are. If you have like, you know, a really big scar here, it's totally fine, it's who you are. You know, that kind of a thing. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I would want to read the summary again. I kind of think that I forgot most of it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, if somebody has to contact you, anybody who's watching or listening, how would they reach hmm. out to you?
1: I think LinkedIn is a good place. Um, yes. They can they can type my name, uh, LinkedIn.com. I'll, 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 I'll put the link in the description
0: and so tell me a little about what do you do? You mentioned that currently you are working on leadership coaching and consulting but give me a little insight on what do you do?
1: So um, I have began my coaching practice now done I mean I stopped counting the number of people I coach when I hit 40 Um, Mm -hmm. so that has been there what I do I mean, in, in one line, I I abide with by this motto that I have suffered a lot with self-doubt. So I want to remove or like get rid of the self-doubt for everybody in this world. If, if that is possible, that will be brilliant. So that is something I am going for. And so my coaching is a lot around joy, transformation and self-doubt. And uh, and the way I one of the things I would want to say is like I coach a lot of women, and and most of the women don't even brag or like talk about themselves really well, when even if they've done things well, so that's something which really hurts me. So, uh, I mean, people who want to know and understand their own power, uh, transform them, get to a more joyful place, and those are the kind of people I want to work with and see what else can I do for them, with them. And uh, yeah, I think this is the journey. And I'm very curious too. So if you have many other learning resources for me to learn, please share them too. (laughs) And
0: what are your plans for the next two or three years? Plans as in what are the other things that you would want to explore? Like for me, if I share, uh, speaking, public speaking is probably one of the things that I would want to explore in the next few months or one year or something
1: sure sure so i also have done workshops so that i like doing workshops but i think i also want to try a podcast or interview oh. people <laughs> so i love asking questions and and i love bringing insights from people too so
0: that's so you see why i'm sense. doing this <laughs>
1: definitely man
0: <laughs> i really love asking people things and plus what i do is so. I asked, I invited you, I invited another coach, uh, yeah. I invited my therapist on my channel. So it's you know, like getting free coaching and it. therapy sessions online that's <laughs> just another benefit of doing everything. So, sure. thank you so much. I guess we are almost at two hours mark right now. And let's see when we can do this again. Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation and, you know, just
1: having this amazing
0: conversation with me. I really enjoyed it. I found so many insights from this.
1: Same here. Same here. I think I too enjoyed talking to you. It was was good. It was pretty good. Thank you. You're most welcome. And thank you so much for watching and listening,
0: whoever is with us. And we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.